Welcome back. KFGO time is 4-11. Derek Hansen with you here on The Drive. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll take your phone calls, 237-5948. It's a pleasure to have back on the show again. Dr. Andrew Myers, he is a co-author of a book, uh, Simplifying the COVID Puzzle, How Two Essential Vitamins Fortify the Immune System. And Dr. Myers, again, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. It's As you can imagine here in uh, you know western Minnesota, North Dakota, we're seeing the sun go down a little bit more, a lot less uh, sunshine. As it gets a little bit cooler, people are going to be outside less. So it is essential to uh, really get after these vitamins that you're talking about, right? Well, you know, vitamin D is known as the sunshine vitamin, but it's a bit of a wise tale that uh, sunshine can get you enough. And so as we progress and proceed towards the winter months, especially in northern latitudes like North Dakota and Wisconsin, Minnesota, all those states, Michigan, it's really critical that we support our uh, immune system and our overall health by supplementing with nutrients like vitamin D3 and K2. No better way to ensure your levels than to supplement. Yeah, you bet. Because I think, you know, you and I have talked before and we've uh, talked off the air a little bit too. There's no question that the science of medicine and what, you know, what the breakthrough with a lot of uh, medications and vaccines, it's amazing. But there's a lot of simple things you can do because you still have to fortify your immune system too, right? Wherever you are in the vaccine continuum, wherever you are in terms of your choice in that matter, the reality is, is that strengthening and supporting your immune system is the right choice. It's an opportunity that was appropriate at the beginning of this pandemic. It's an opportunity that's right now. And with the way things are going with the variants and the, the uptick and the surge in terms of COVID, uh, again, what, what my co-author and I are trying to point out is that research has shown, not just our research, but research around the world has shown that nutritional deficiency is a critical part of immune deficiency. And when you don't have enough nutrients on board, things like the D3, the K2, zinc, vitamin C, magnesium, your immune system is not as competent. A competent immune system makes you better able to uh, get benefit from the vaccine, but it also protects you in the first-line defense the way our body was naturally intended to from viral infection, whether it be cold and flu or COVID. When you look at it, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that because I, I think for a lot of people, we talk about you want to obviously with a vaccine you know, teach your body how to recognize it again, right? So a lot of your the antibodies might be there, maybe your memory B cells or whatever, but it's also a situation where you still have to strengthen it because you can have the vaccine, but, you know, what What if you're not taking care of yourself and not eating right or maybe you're smoking too much? Uh, you know, can the vaccine maybe be hindered? Is that why we see some symptomatic breakthrough cases? I think that that research is, is yet to be done, but from a, just a logical perspective, you have to say that the vaccine cannot be seen as a panacea. If you're going to live an unhealthy lifestyle, you're going to have an impact on your overall immune function and therefore your susceptibility, vaccine or not. So it's, to me, it just doesn't make any sense to say, well, I'm going to lead this unhealthy lifestyle. You said it. I'm going to smoke or eat poorly or eat lots of sugar or be overweight or have those kinds of issues and expect to get some blanket protection. The idea is, is that we need to be taking care of our immune system and doing the right things in that regard so that we can be protected from a natural defense perspective. If we do that, that is a great foundation and starting point, again, 
depending on where you end up on that vaccination continuum. As I've uh, told you before, I'm not uh, against vaccines. I'm not against medications. I think everyone's really different. I think they have to work with their doctor and the approach they have to take. For me personally, I've just had such awful reactions to different types of medication. And uh, a doctor now who's moved down to Minneapolis, unfortunately for me, kind of got me on the uh, role of eating better and probiotics and prebiotics to feed the probiotics and, and gut health at, at all. Is How ins- essential is that for people? Because I think... Uh, do people really understand how much diet uh, can really affect a lot of people? Because it certainly made a difference in my life. Not only that, but also just for my GI tract, too. Well, I think it's very difficult. And in my experience, people don't know what feeling well actually is like. Most people are fatigued. Most people feel unwell most of the time. And that becomes their normal. So normal for them is not feeling healthy, not feeling well. And that a little bit of positive support, whether it be supplementation, whether it be adding a probiotic, whether it be eating right or exercising more routinely during the week, all of these things can tip the scales in a positive direction and help people to feel better. It doesn't always feel better at the front end, especially with exercise, when you start a routine and, and yeah. begin you know, exercising regularly. But the reality is, is that our body responds so strongly to positive input that Uh, It's hard for people to understand and know what it feels like when they don't feel well compared to what it might be if they actually were taking care of themselves. I had a doctor on last week, Dr. Bill Maurice from Mayo Clinic, uh, obviously in Rochester, not too far. I mean, far enough, but not too far from here. He was bringing up vitamin D, too. Can you explain to people a little bit about that? Because we've heard about it a lot. A lot of doctors during the pandemic have really brought this to the uh, front. Just explain to us in maybe layman's terms what this actually does for your body. Well, vitamin D does any number of things beyond immune health. But in terms of immune support, vitamin D is involved in the, the maturation or the development of immune cells. So in terms of actually helping the immune system become stronger and more competent, vitamin D plays a role. Vitamin D is also involved in the sort of the front-end inflammatory response mounted by the immune system when facing a viral infection. And what vitamin D does is give the body tools to help manage that inflammation. See, the inflama- a little bit of inflammation is good. It helps the immune system to fight the virus. Too much inflammation can be bad because it can actually impair or cause derangement of immune function. Vitamin D and nutrients like vitamin K help to regulate and modulate that inflammatory response, which can be so critical. How scary is it? Because I think for a lot of people, you you talk about the viral infection and and not having that inflammation. And many times, you know, food can do that too, right? And a lot of the other, other things you do, alcohol, too much alcohol. And it's kind of, you have to really do things, as we say, in moderation with that, because the last thing you want is for the viral infection with that inflammation. And then how, you know, what's the threat of that? Can that turn into the bacterial infection? Obviously, we talk so much about pneumonia. I think that's really, we know how crucial that is and how many lives that really takes when it's all said and done. Well, this is a a complex cascade of systems. And and what you're referring to is, is exactly right. There is overlap in terms of the reaction of the body. So if your immune system isn't strong, if you're primed for inflammation, those are two factors that can work against you in terms of overall health and function, whether it be a viral infection or another uh, more degenerative type of disease. 
So these overlapping issues that come from nutritional deficiency, poor diet, uh, are being prone towards inflammation or inflammatory reaction, these are things that add up and become cumulative when our bodies become compromised, either through virus or through some disease process. And again, the best remedy is lifestyle, healthy, positive lifestyle. Dr. Andrew Myers with us, co-author of Simplifying the COVID Puzzle, How Two Essential Vitamins Fortify the Immune System. Okay, we talked about vitamin D, and you also mentioned quite a bit about K12. What exactly does that do for us? So K2, vitamin K2, is part of the K family. And, and basically what K2 does is it works hand-in-hand with vitamin D. In the immune system, K2 is an effective modulator of inflammation protecting both our lungs in COVID infection, as as we saw in our research, as well as uh, our blood vessels in terms of uh, clotting and the threat of of, uh, thrombotic events uh, post-COVID. K2 is a a nutrient that doesn't come through the standard American diet. Most of us don't get enough of the foods that are, there are very few foods that are rich in K2, uh, egg yolks, liver and onions, which is a, you know, kind of an old time uh, dinner from our our grandparents' age. And then a a substance from Japan called natto, which is a a fermented soybean, which I've tried, which is really quite terrible. Uh, So, you know, supplementation is the way to get K2. Most people don't understand that D3 and K2 are working together, whether it's in bone health, heart health, or immune health, and that a deficiency in D3 is almost always co-habitual uh, co, uh, with a deficiency in vitamin K2. So with my patients and in terms of formulations that I recommend, I now say that if you're supplementing with D3, you should always be supplementing with K2 as well to make sure that the body is balanced in terms of its ability to regulate calcium, which is what the, the primary function of those two nutrients are day to day. Can there be too much? I mean, is it like anything else? You, you can't get too much of a good thing. You want to make sure that you take the proper amount, or uh, what's your opinion on that? Both nutrients are safe and non-toxic. Can you get too much? Not really. But there is a, a level in terms of what people really need. In terms of vitamin D, that level is about 4,000 international units of vitamin D per day. And in terms of K2, a good starting dose is about 100 micrograms, a very small amount of K2 a day to be sufficient, to help build sufficiency status. So um, these are very safe, you know, they're dietary supplements. They're available over the counter in almost every retailer in America. They're not expensive and they're a great way for people to be able to take control of their own health on a daily basis. Uh, and support the the wellness that, you know, they all deserve. Are all products created equal? And I think you know what I mean by this. I think there's a lot of vitamins that are out there that, you know, a lot of people think are too cheap and they just go right through you and don't absorb in the body. I mean, is there something we should look for in the label, or do you think that they're all pretty on the up and up? With regards to vitamin D, absolutely. Uh, There's basically one form of vitamin D3 uh, from a supplement perspective, and and that's pretty easy. Uh, There are some issues with vitamin K2, and and so I always recommend looking for what's called MK7 on the label. So it'll say vitamin K2 and MK7. Uh, 
and that will make sure that you are getting the, the proper form of vitamin K in terms of the most active form uh, from a supplement perspective. That's a very good question, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that it, that can happen once in a while, right? I mean, I've heard that from a lot of doctors, actually, that you kind of have to be careful what you're getting because, you know, like anything, much like some medications, all that, there's some shysters out there that just want to make, you know, take advantage of, uh, you know, what's a scary thing for a lot of people right now. No, it's a very fair comment and one that, that I think is, is appropriate. So, yes, you do have to, you do have to be wary, you know, buy from, uh, again, most retailers in America have very high quality products. Um, and, you know, you should feel safe in that they're going to be the, the, the right kind of supplement and, and provide the benefits that they, that they uh, you know, talk about on the label. Are there some foods, I mean, maybe you aren't going to get as much as you want, but are there some foods that can help you out as far as this is concerned, too, with these two vitamins? Maybe others, like you mentioned before, with uh, vitamin C and zinc? Well, here's the thing. is that We all talk a good talk when it comes to diet. We all say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to eat better this year, or I'm going to try and eat better. The reality is, is that the, the best insurance policy is supplementation, and then the reality is that the, be- the more plant foods you eat, the healthier you're going to be. That's what the research shows. That's what the data shows. So eat more whole foods, fruits and vegetables, more whole grains, more beans, more things of that nature. And, and overall, your health is going to improve. So rather than try and target, in terms of D3, there's not a lot of foods. Most of the, the foods that we consume uh, that have D are, you know, add, they have D fortified, and it's usually D2 which is not as absorbable a form as the D3. And so I just say the reality is uh, supplementation is the best way to ensure that you're getting enough. Uh, final thing for you as we will wrap up with a text message at 35270. Uh, doctor, are these vitamins water-soluble or fat-soluble with a worry of toxic- toxicity? Uh, is that a concern with any of these? Well, the only fat-soluble nutrient that you really have to worry about is vitamin A. And we're not talking about that here. Vitamin D and vitamin K2 are both fat-soluble, but they're not toxic at, at basically until you get into severely high dosages over chronic periods of time. In fact, I'm not aware of any toxicity data with regards to K2. And with D3, it's literally hundreds of thousands of IUs over several days at a time to develop toxicity. It is one of the safest supplements you can take. As far as, I mean, do you recommend C? I mean, I've heard before that maybe uh, a C could, if you have too much of it, could get kidney stones. Is that something that you also recommend if you can get it, maybe even naturally? I do recommend vitamin C highly, especially from an immune support perspective. And for most people who consume enough water and take, you know, anywhere from 1,000 milligrams to 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day, you're not really putting yourself at risk for any problems you're actually benefiting your overall health. Very good. Always enjoy talking to you. I could do it for hours, as you know. Dr. Andrew Myers, again, co-author of a great book out there, Simplifying the COVID Puzzle, How Two Essential Vitamins Fortify the Immune System. And I think the biggest thing that we can do here is, uh, you and I have agreed on this off here, is forget the argument about vaccine or not. I mean, that's a totally different issue. No matter where you are on this, these things can help you, and we want to stay healthy throughout this winter, right? That's exactly right. I appreciate the message, and and I appreciate the time today. You bet, and certainly a good uh, book for anyone to get into these winter months. Dr. Myers, we'll talk to you soon. 
Okay. Take care. Thank you. You bet. Check it out. You can get it pretty much anywhere. Simplifying the COVID puzzle, how two essential vitamins fortify the immune system by Dr. Andrew Myers. Derek Hansen with you. This is The Drive. More to come. Hear that sound? That's free money.